following Willie Moore and Moore. Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mays. That's forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. This is the Handshake Agency Podcast. Welcome to episode number three of the take. I thought you said you weren't going to say that last week. No, I said I'm not going to say season two, episode three. Okay, I get it. So I'm still going to say the episode. Is that all right? That's good. That's good. Thank you. Uh, William, how are you? I'm good, mate. Very good. How was your weekend? It was pretty quiet, actually. Didn't really do that much. So I was down Friday, down in Bondi, raising money for for Marshall Keane. He's he's got um, leukemia, so that was a good good little fundraiser down there. Uh, Wendell was down there. Mini... Um, Drew Mitchell, a few players like that come down there and did a fundraiser and a few auctions and stuff like that. It was quite, yeah, it was, it was good. It was a good turnout. You're a man who gives back to the community, yeah. William. I like it. I went to Adelaide, actually. How was yours? Went to my father-in-law's 80th, which was fantastic. <laughs> Do you know what? Special shout-out, actually, to my, my niece's boyfriend, Benny, who yeah. uh, he played cricket. We went and watched him play cricket on the Saturday. Mm-hmm. And they lost in the, I think it was a semi. Him and my niece, Laura... Went out until probably 6am and then turned up at the 80th looking okay. All right. Yeah, they did. Reasonable. So I was very proud. Yeah, that's good. Very, very proud. Is Adelaide still boring as hell? I like Adelaide. I actually like Adelaide. I think they should bring back the Rams. You be the ambassador yeah. or the, and I'll yeah, be okay. something. <laughs> bring back the Adelaide Rams. <laughs> nice. Uh, now, William, it has been a big week as per usual in rugby league because it is the gift that keeps yeah. on giving. The first thing I think that we should get out of the way um, is the exemption that has been given to Joseph Suwali, the uh, mm-hmm. the young Roosters genius. He scored a couple of tries in Reggie's on the weekend, and yeah, that's four in two games, isn't it? Yeah, quite. He's shown he's quite he's shown a lot of his skill. Like he get, he scored a really good try where he got up in the air and just clearly jumped over that kid. Mm. Um, you know, he showed his strength, his footwork. So he's he's got all the skills, man. There's a lot of people saying that the only reason he is allowed to play is because it's for the Roosters and the Roosters get too much pull and they get all of these things. So I, the thing that I don't quite understand, and, and I understand that there needs to be a figure on, you know, 18. Apparently, you know, there's figures all over the world with yeah. sides, you know, rugby union, it's 18 or whatever. They have this arbitrary age where you can play. What I don't understand, Will, he's allowed to play Reggie's against grown men. Yep. So when he plays first grade, is the level that much above that they're worried about him from a from a physical perspective or is it the spotlight of being in first grade? Yeah, or? I think that's it. it. It is I think it's a massive jump from reserve grade to first grade. So they need to be they need to take that into account. I mean you can see what he's doing to reserve grade players now. He's schooling them. He's scoring tries when he wants, he's making line breaks. I think everything you see on um on social media and all and all the thing all the all the stations that are playing it, it's just these tries. But what he's doing off the ball and how he's moving uh, is, is is outstanding. It's very impressive to uh, to probably all these coaches and everyone who who surrounds him, you know. So he's doing a lot to, to really impress and say, look, just, you know, he probably is too good for reserve grade, to be honest, mm. even though he's, he's 17, turn and 18. But I, I sort of, I understand, like, from, a, from where the Roosters are coming from and, you know, how people are sort of coming out and trying to either with him or against him. But, like... I'm sort of with it, you know what I mean? Like it must have been part of, you know, the the negotiations to get him to stay in league. 
Don't you think it would have been part, you know, you'll play first grade this year with the Roosters. You'll probably, you know, you'll do this, this and this. It would have been, it would have been, had, had to be something in his contract, not in his contract written, but like would have had a conversation with these, you know, with the head coaches and stuff saying you won't play in reserve grade that long. Do you reckon Brett, had to be. Do you reckon Brett Morris has gone, you talk about this kid, I'm going to come out and put a, like the way Brett Morris is going at the age of 35, yeah, whatever he is, he scored three one. tries. It's phenomenal how well he's playing. And he was the same last year. Yeah. Tupo was one of New South Wales' best players in the origin yeah. side. So where do you put him? Yeah, who's, yeah, who is to say that he's going to play first grade? Yeah. No one. No one is. And I don't think Suwali, and I don't like, you know, obviously the news, you know, they just put pressure on this kid and, and it's just surmounting into something ridiculous. He hasn't said one word. Do you know what I mean? And like, he's not going in there going, pick me in first grade, pick me in first grade after two games. Like, he's not saying anything. He's not, he's not booting the door down. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel sorry for him a little bit. He hasn't said anything. If they pick him, he's going to be playing well enough. Robbo's not an idiot. They'll do all their due diligence and see if he's right mentally, physically. Physically, he's fine. But, I mean, they're going to do all the right things. I get it. Like, I, I can see why Roosters would have went out of their way to get this exemption for this kid because mm. he's special. He's a special kid. He's not like these other kids, how the rule changed. When was it back in 2015? Because of some of these blokes. I think Peter Fitzsimon wrote a really good article. I think, was it five of them that... They said there were some issues with... Some issue with their... Yeah. It was more about their mental mental sort of thing. And I'm I'm pretty sure that they've, you know, psycho-evaluated this young kid... um, Joseph Sawali and made sure they've, they've done the due, due diligence to get him on the field. How I just don't more? think I just don't think they would try and they're not going to try and rush him. They just want that exemption. Just say if Brett Morris or some or Tupo or one of their outside backs gets injured, next man up, they want that next man to be Joseph. They don't want to. They're not going to. They're not going to push out Bmos or Tupo if they win ten games in a row. Do you know what I mean? So this is where people don't don't really understand. You don't see Sawali's not belting on the door going. I need to play first grade. I'm too good for reserve grade. Nothing like that. He's just going to do. He's going to do his thing in reserve grade, and hopefully earn his stripes, and then get put into first grade. It's I, not that big a deal. I find it ironic, to be honest, that they're talking about whether or not he's going to be able to handle the spotlight. If that's the case, because the kid's been in the spotlight for twelve months solid, like with the whole where's he going to go, and you know, look, I'm all for kids being able to to play the game and, and there's plenty of good stories. There's obviously plenty of bad stories too, but yeah. um, the he's, thing is, yeah. I just hope he's up to... I think he's going to be fine because physically the game is a lot is a lot different if you had a debut 20 years ago or 30 years ago with guys like Adam Ritson and all these guys. They come up against guys like Paul Harrigan, Chief, Spud Carroll, Bradley Clyde. All these guys are in their prime and they, they were hitting hard and they were hitting around the head a lot. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, There's so much protection. Everyone's so cautious of the HIA and, and head knocks and everything like that. They're not going to really gun for him that bad. You know, I think as a player, as just say if I was a 30-year-old player in my, just say, an origin player, Australian player, and I've seen a kid like Swali come up, don't for one second think yeah, they're not trying to gun for this young kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, everyone has, everyone's great in their own mind. Everyone has their own ego. Everyone, you know, like, you're not going to take shit from a 17-year-old. And this 17-year-old's not going to do, say anything or do anything on the field to these players or anything like that. But your ego will get in the way. I know me, if I wind it back to, for me in my 20s and stuff like that, if I see a Swali on the other side, man, I'm I'm coming for him. Yeah, And he's going to get that from players because players, they see all this limelight and everything that this, uh, this kid's getting and you're like, fuck this, I'm going to go out there and put him in his place. But they legally will do it. You yeah. get hit proper now. There's no cheap shots in this game. There's nothing, you know, there's nothing dirty or, you know, untoward and trying maliciously, like, you know, intentionally trying to hurt somebody, anything like that. But they'll fucking hit you. 
You know what I mean? Like, uh, they'll get you somehow. And I just think he physically can handle that. I just think if you actually try and search for him a little bit, you'll probably get found out. Well, because he's so big and strong. You'd make jokes about wingers and how you know what's it matter on the that. wing. Wingers these days, they bash. You can that. make you That's can make jokes of wingers and from two thousand and four before that. Before that, anything, anything that then Matt Utah no. and all these blokes hitting the scene, and you don't mess with wingers. Too now. tough. I'll tell you what else is a bit of a throwback to twenty years ago, and has caused well everything causes drama at the moment. To be honest, but yeah. Toby Rudolph was. Involved in an interview with a Fox program, which is obviously a light-hearted program, they let him into an after-match speech yeah. where he, he made a, an inappropriate comment, according to most people, about going to Northies and pulling, which I guess the timing of it was pretty poor, mm. given you know the marches for women and, and the fact that Rugby League is desperately trying to, yep. to break away from that, that old stigma. Um, there's two sides, I guess, to this story, Will, and I don't know. I, I can see why he felt like he should make a joking comment. There are ways to make joking comments without offending people. He's obviously offended people. Um, the NRL's given him a warning. Where do you stand? Um, I know Toby Rudolph personally. I know I know what sort of bloke he's like, and I just see all the questions. I mean, um, all the comments from fucking ex-players and all that sort of shit. Like, oh, it was, you know, that's what he's like, and he's only speaking his mind. You know, like he, he's trying to be like it's, it's he's a character, and he's just he's that sort of dude. Like, come on, man, we're all that sort of dude. You just don't say that. It's just a, it's terrible timing. And you know, like if you ask me a question, you ask me a million questions. What are you gonna do after the game, mate? I don't really find it. I'm not that person that actually lets you write in. I think he told the truth, and that's what everyone's shocked about. You know what I mean? And so he's guilty of being stupid. He's guilty of being stupid, and that's about it. Leave it there. I don't need. He doesn't need any ex-players coming out and sticking up for him. He just fucked up and said something stupid. He honestly said that's what he was going to do, and that's about it. There's nothing more to it, but he should understand where the game is at the moment and where it's trying to go. The image of the game has copped a fucking pizzling in the last, you know, 10 years. Yeah. 10 or 15 years, and it's, you know, drinking women – that's where they really want to change it, and he's and he's gone out and said those couple of you know a couple of little comments, and everyone's just jumped all over it. There was, there was nothing that there was nothing harsh about it. It was just stupid. It was very stupid what he said. He should where? understand the image and the role model that he is to people, young kids watching that game, and they're going, "This is what footballers do." Do you know what I mean? Is, you know, that's Toby Rudolph is my my idol, and this is what he's doing after the game. So that's where you got to understand your your position in society. You are one of these young kids who's having a great time, great young kid, great career going ahead, and then you say something like that. You got these young kids that look up to you, mate, and that's the, that's the bottom line. That's what the game looks at. You can stick up for him as much as you want to stick up for him. He's a great bloke, but he shouldn't have said that. Full stop. So where Daily Cherry Evans comes out, Cherry Evans shouldn't says, say shit. Yeah. What do he say? That's who he is, whether you like it or not. Good on him for speaking his mind, being himself. Come on, man. That's one person who doesn't. Do you reckon? Do do you reckon that, like Cherry Evans, sort of says that? But Cherry Evans is very polished with the media. Cherry Evans is the most polished human in the world. I mean, he's just sticking up for his boys. Like everybody is sticking up for his boys. I know. Like everybody, I'm I'm sticking up for him in a way. But I'm like, I'm I'm honest with what he said as well. He he shouldn't have said that. You know, like try and pull something. Anything will do. Like thousand beers. Who cares? You know. I mean. And everyone's trying to like come out and say like that's just the way he is and like oh, 
Fuck, that's it's not the way he is. He if you'd have said a thousand beers, no one says a word. You know, Victor Radley said beers, beers, beers after grand final. So try and pull anything. Anything will do. It's the, you know, it's like, that you just got to understand just what climate we live in now. Everybody is going to come after you. Whatever you say, it's not. It's not about like I can. We can sit here and joke about this stuff, but I'll look at things three sixty and go, "Fuck!" I can understand how ninety five percent of the people have a problem with what you're fucking saying. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah. This is not full, This is not in the dressing sheds. This is not all hanging out with the boys and just because you're talking to Fletch and Heine and all this shit and they're all joking around. It's a fucking variety show. It's funny to them, but you're the one who's saying it. You've got to own this shit now. He's the one who's suffering. Yeah, he's yeah. the one who's suffering. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm glad that the, the game said there's a warning. Now it's going to be, you know, there'll be no more post-interviews like that. You know, and fuck the media anyway, players. You don't have to say this shit. You know, like you, can just, you can actually c- control the narrative when you get in these interviews. You know what? What are you going to do after the game? Nothing. You're just going to go in an ice bath and fucking do nothing. Give them nothing so they don't have anything on you. You don't have yeah. to tell everyone what you're fucking doing. Yeah. Don't have to be that honest with everyone. You're going to fucking have a thousand beers. Go to, yeah, I get it. We get it because we're dudes and I've been in that system. You know, I, I understand. But wrong time, wrong place, wrong era. Quite like Northies. So fucking speaking, love Northies. Speaking of people who have said something that probably, I don't know, like for, for me, the Jason Talmalolo story is the story of of this year so far because what you've got is you've got a new coach who's gone in and he's trying to create, mm. I guess, his stamp on the North Queensland Cowboys. So what he's decided to do is he's, he's reducing Talmalolo's minutes, he's moving him to an edge occasionally. Yeah, There's no question that the way that they played on the weekend, he has reduced the best player, the best middle forward in the world's effective. Mm-hmm. There's no question. Yep. So does he persist with that? And if he does persist with that, why did he come out after the game and essentially give probably the, the talisman of that side, he gave him a bake. Yeah, it's I an interesting so. yeah. move. It is interesting. And I, I know Todd Payton personally as well. He's a really good dude. I'm not sure what his angle is here. If if he had to let Tal Malolo come out and play like Tal Malolo, 70 minutes in the middle, do whatever you want, control both sides of the ruck, like defence, attack, and just, you know, pace yourself. Don't sit him on an edge, change his whole DNA and how he plays football, and then limit his minutes in a team that got absolutely dominated and everyone was just fucked after round one especially, and then you come out and, and be a little bit critical of him. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's the right way to go about it. I just think maybe a person like uh, Talmalolo needs, you know, at least five five games of playing ordinary. I don't think, and he needs to be in the middle where he can get the ball on both sides of the ruck, attack where the fuck he wants, decent ball off the nine, and then defend. Like there's been, there's been no problem with what he's been doing out, doing out there for the last six years. Has he? No. He's been the best forward in the world, arguably one of the best players in the world. It's not broke. You can't fix it unless, you know, I, I, I just don't understand it. Like, the way that they played, I just would have scrapped that whole game. I, I just really wouldn't have, like, went at uh, Talmalola or anything. I thought, all right, this is one of those games. We just played shit. We got no ball. Penrith were just on. They completed our sets. They belted the shit out of us, all that kind of stuff. And they, they nullified um, Big Talmalolo. It was just one of those games. So explain to me, Will. You're in a dressing room. It's a new coach. There's... Probably two or three senior players that, I mean, are genuine senior players. Like he, he's represented his country. He's, yeah. You know, he's, he's won a Daly Emmy. He's, he's done everything in the game. Yeah. When the coach comes in, in round one, and bags a bloke like that, publicly, not behind closed doors, publicly bags him, does the rest of the dressing room then go, well, am I next? You know, what, what I think, have I got protection I here? Think, I think the relationship that 
Toddy Payton has with his players is pretty is pretty real. Mm. You know, he says a lot to these players front, uh, you know, face to face. He's not one of those coaches where you know, like you face to face here in a meeting and then goes to the media, media and absolutely yeah. smacks the shit out of you. I don't think he's one of those guys. I think he would have openly had these conversations with um, with JT and. He openly said it. He probably – I would love to think that he, he would have had a conversation with Talmo and say, look, I'm going to say this in the media. You just have to own it. And that's what good coaches would do. Like Wayne Bennett was like that. He would grab – he'd like just say if a younger player was, wasn't was mentally strong enough to take that criticism, there's a difference between Wayne Bennett and just say new coaches. He'd come to me and go, Will, I'm going to say this about you or other senior players. He'd come and, le- and lean and put it all on the senior players so the young kid didn't cop it. Mm. You know, so hopefully – uh, Big Todd Payton is one of those people. So he, he said a few uh, few things in the media saying, yeah, he's known um, Tom Lalo for seven years and he's got a pretty open relationship with him, the way that he speaks to him and stuff. But this could this could, this could could backfire huge because I know that the the amount of energy that uh, Tom Lalo holds in that um, in that in that side, let alone the NRL, just in that side, it's it's, it's immense. So I just I hope uh, we'll be watching that game Super Saturday and we'll find out in that first in the first couple of sets how. If it, uh, Malolo's back, I hope, I hope to God he doesn't play him on an edge. It fucking killed me. I, I love only watching Cowboys play, so Malolo can play the way he plays, like a bulldog through the middle, just like imposing his will on other players. He didn't get that. You can't put him on an edge. Well, if hard, I, if he was it? on the right edge, my left edge all week would be just gunning for Malolo. All my middles would be coming up and out, putting pressure on the seven on Morgan. And then just putting pressure on Tamlo so you get him on the side. Yeah. Like that's so he's so easy to nullify out there. The hardest bloke to tackle is him coming off those quick play of the balls where McLean should be should be trying to get him quick play of the balls. And same as Maguire. I think uh, Francis Molo just went to St. George. So Maguire will probably start. So those guys should be – they'd be role players for Tal Malolo. Be like, get a fucking quick play though so he can get on the back of it and, and get straight through your A's and B's. Like he's the, he's the best forward in the world. He's, that's what frustrated me when I was watching him on an edge. I'm telling you, man. If he's on an edge all year, he'll have the worst year because teams will game plan for him. And it's going to be hard for him to bounce back this week if he's on an edge because what you'd want if he's in you the middle... You need him to the ball. Take the kick you know off that. Get the ball. flying in. Give you me can't. 25 hit-ups. Yeah. Give me 25 hit-ups. And I don't... He goes, I want him in six or seven years. He's going to be 35. Yeah. This is the peak of his career. Yeah. Let's get the three or four years out and max, max it out. And, and, and then, then just see, and then just see how he goes in the later part of his career. Put him on an edge. I'm not thinking fucking six or seven years down the track to see if I can get him out. No, I'm thinking now. Yeah. I want to get the best out of him against St George. I don't give a fuck what's happening in six years. St George. Yeah. All right. Well, I, let's let on that note, William. Let's move into the preview of this week's games. There are some. I'll tell you what. Too, just as an overview, I reckon. The first round, you, sometimes you can tell things, sometimes you can't. I reckon there is a dead set top five that is ahead of everyone else. And, and what is your top five? Uh, the same as what it was before. I, look, I, the Storm were good. So you've got the Storm, the Rabbitohs, the Panthers, the Roosters, and the Canberra. Raiders. Yeah. You know, that's, that's yeah. like – anyway, the Eels against the Storm, that's the first game. The Eels managed to – come back against the Broncos, um, they were pretty lucky to oh. come back. I mean, the Broncos... Um, Broncos were good. ...dominated them in the first half, and then the Eels found something in the second half. They've done it, again, with Brad Arthur. Brad Arthur's swapped 
the edge back rowers, and they just looked out of sorts. Yeah. I don't think people understand. Like when you play, I played on the edge, I played in the middle, everywhere in the full pack, both edges at the highest level on in everything, and it's so hard to go from the right to the left. You know what I mean? Especially these young kids are so programmed into what they're doing all the time. So, you know, Lane's been on the right edge or, or the left edge. Which which one has he been? Uh, he swapped from the. So he swapped from right yeah, to the left. left. Right to left. Yeah, so he's been on a right edge his whole career. He's a right arm carry, comes off his right foot, left palm, and has that ball on the inside. Mm. You know what I mean? That's that's his natural movement, and then he and then that takes it down because he's a right arm carry on the left side of the field. He can't carry it in his left hand, so defenders come up and in and snap him because he's not the quickest bloke either. Mm. So yeah, I don't, I don't think so. And I, and I look at Madison, and he loves the right too because he's the same. Mm. And people on the left edge, I'd rather play left edge because you get more ball. Yeah. The right edge just fucking tackles. It sucks. You just get on that left edge and sit there and then people you, get, you get all the good balls. Right everyone passes left. right to left. But yeah. if you don't have that skill to put in your left hand and put your right palm out, you're fucked. Yeah. And they're, they're fundamentals of the game. Some people just can't do it. You know, that's, that's, where they sit, that's where they put these young kids from when they're 15 to their 20-something and just sit them on a right edge. And then all of a sudden the coach doesn't like you on the right because someone else is a better player than you. You go to the left and now everyone's whinging. Maybe that's why Madison – Madison, is it – is is a, a conspiracy theory for you. He gets moved to the other edge. Next thing you know, he's looking for a new club. His manager's come well, out. Maybe maybe Lane wanted the swap. Maybe because maybe he wasn't getting enough there. ball. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure what it is, but I know if I was, I didn't mind playing left or right because I had a right footstep, left palm. But if I played on the left, I'd get more ball and I'd be just running outside in lines. Yeah, they're the best ones to get. And everyone's all they got. You know, you got. Uh, Braith was there and uh, Willie Tonga and Matt Utah in general out the back and in some teams it was different. It was like, it was good on the left edge. But mm. right right edge, when you get to the highest level, you've, you're playing with the best players. I reckon... Anyway, that, back to footy. Yeah. The I re- Eels suck for 60 minutes until Fergie got that try down the sideline. It was good to see then, him. Yeah, and Gutho scored that try and then Fergie scored that try to uh, either match it or when they got in front. He was beelining for that fucking corner and there was three Broncos. This is just a... A ma- a ma- a, a wi- the will just to put that ball down. He had nowhere else to go. He hit Isako flat out in the chest with his left shoulder yeah. and put the ball down. How embarrassing if I was fucking Isako. Isako. Oh my God, he should have thrown him into the fucking Overlang Park and he got fucking drilled and that's where I've seen Fergie just come past. I don't think anyone see it. Little subtlety because Fergie's cocky as shit. He, he didn't even go with the team. He backpedaled around so he could walk so past Isako yeah. and he mumbled something to him. I went, yes, that's my boy. Because that's fucking embarrassing. It wasn't. He should have flogged him. There was three blokes. I was like, damn. All right, Para's going to win here. And he's, he, is, he is an important player for, for, for He, hold, he holds a lot of energy yeah, in, a, in a club from the wing. A couple of years ago, he was the best winger in the world. So let's not sleep on Fergie. I don't even feel like we need to talk about the Storm because they're just good. Clinical. Every well, they year. fell asleep at 20. The only, the only um, I'm playing them down a little bit is because Remus Smith and um, – uh, George Jennings letting those tries and you're always getting but you understand you, you're always going to let in tries against South Sydney that left edge Latrell and Cody Walker good. Gagai you're going to let tries in Alex Johnson but they defensively fucked up there alright the Warriors who were some would say surprising I think you picked them so not surprising to you um, one, of, one of them got up at least <laughs> You picked every upset. You still went all right. No, they went all right. Hey, the Broncos had they were scaring them. I know. For a little the Broncos bit. Were and home, the, bull, the Bulldogs were all right for sixty. Mm. They fell into the hole. Well, yeah. the Warriors were all right for eighty, and so they won comfortably against the the much hyped Titans, destroying my bet. Thanks. Mm. And they're up against the Knights this week. Now the Knights, it's hard to tell because I remember saying to you 
either during the game, I don't know, I had a few beers. Yeah. Over that whole weekend, I had to drink because it was my grandfather-in-law's 80th. But I I don't know if the Knights were good or the dogs were bad. I think it's a bit of both. Dogs were pretty ordinary. It's hard to it's hard to get a gauge on some of those games. So if you get four forwards, four middle forwards running over 150 metres, there's something wrong with your middle. Yeah. I think a lot of the video session would have been on the middle all week, like uh, Hetherington and the other kid, and just uh, it was just diabolical. Like, how do you get like Clemmer ran for over two hundred meters? You know, Barnett, he's a back, he's a left edge back rower, and Frizzell over hundred meters. Daniel Saifidi two tries through the middle. Yeah, where you're supposed to be that team that was going to be real cement through, through the, the middle, smunt, yeah. you know, like, and then you know what's that going to say for Penrith this week? You know, we'll get we'll review that game soon, but like, come on, where do you think they're going? They've got a beast of a forward pack, so a lot of work to do. I think the Warriors. I don't know. Like, I, I look at the Warriors and and you want them to do well because they've had to give up so much and they've moved over last year. They've moved over again this year. Yeah. You look at their forward pack. Fenua Blake. Blake is just he's going to be the signing of the year. Uh, who's the other kid? Uh, Papali, I think the one who's on the left edge. He went toe to toe with. Uh, You've got Katoa. You've Katoa. Got, yeah. Katoa. He's, he's so Katoa's a beast. He's, he's um, unreal. Torhu Harris is, is a gun. Yeah. Um, Lisa Narmel, welcome back. It's Jazz good to Tabunga. see him back. He Chase carries, he carries yeah, the they're, energy they're in good. that side. They're a good pack. You know, I, I was a little worried about, I guess, and, and you've got to remember as well, when they've got someone like Roger Tuovasa-Shek, who um, he's got a lot to prove this year because he's obviously going to Rugby Union next year. And, yeah. and you know, I... I that Warriors site, and as well with a new coach, Nathan Brown seems to start off well with teams. Yeah. Um, you know, he might end up on the nose at a few joints, but he starts off well. I, I like this Warriors side. No, they'll be good, man. Like, I was, I, like have a look at the, the Titans. Like, they were the, like, the... The you know, Everyone's, you know, like, raving about David Fafita and Big Tino and Fodawaka and Jared Wallace. They've got a star-studded team. Yeah. And then they come out and just got dished up. Yeah, they did. You know, by like a, just the Warriors team who just ran harder. They defended so good. The kicking game was diabolical. Uh, whoever the halfback is, he was awful with his kicking game. Great defender. Is it Chanel Harris, the young kid? Yeah, yeah. So he um, he was he was his kicking game was terrible, but his um, his attack and his defense was unbelievable. Nick Arima seems to be coming into his own now. Really find his home there. So they're going to be good. They'll be hard to beat. But Knights would be hard. Knights is hard to put a gauge on. Still, they didn't have. You know, PC played all right. They didn't have uh, Ponga. They didn't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. They just, but they played hard. Like they switched it around. Went. You know what? We don't have Ponga, and we've lost our five eight. Let's just go through the fucking middle. We've got big boys, and let's just you know see if they're up for the challenge. And they got up, and they because they broke the Bulldogs because it was quite even. They beat the Titans, as we just said, who are now up against the Broncos in the next game. The uh, the little brother versus big brother. Um. I look at that Broncos side and I think they're almost there in a lot of ways. But then again, and I think Milford Milford actually played well. I mean, it's his contract. Year, I think so. he played awesome. Um, Isn't it different when you're off contract? Everything seems to be a lot more. All of more, a sudden, it's more. You know, like pressing. everything. Like yeah, you probably his diet's a lot better. He's training a lot harder. He's more punctual. His leadership skills have come to where they should have been two years ago. Isn't it a beautiful thing? It's great for clubs. It's great for the Bron- It'll be great for the Broncos this year. But like, yeah. I'm talking not just Milford. Everybody who's off contract this year and playing for a contract, just watch their their 
every intensity. every single level of their life will be at its best. Yeah. Because everything means a little bit more. You know, you'd be dotting the I's and crossing the T's in everything you do and you'd be in the video sessions like just fucking super hyped. Your, your training sessions would be 10 out of 10 where, you know, maybe the last couple of years he's been like a 6 out of 10. You know, he'll be doing all those things. And you hope to God that he just has that attitude and players have that attitude every single year. That, that's what separates players like that from the greats. I reckon also having one of the greatest, well, not, not greatest necessarily, but one of the most successful 5'8s that's ever played the game in Kevy Walters being the coach, he would have to be doing one-on-one stuff with Milford. So, um, you know, look, I think the Broncos were better. Um, you know, Titans. Anthony Seabold once again. What would you do with the Titans? I want to. Can I? Can you? Can you give the ball to Big David Fafita, please? Like they're halves. The Titans were terrible, man. Who was it? The the halfback Fogarty. I'm fucking quicker than him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I just the way that he was ta- attacking the ball. I was like, come on, man. Like it just looked really pedestrian. You've turned I, on him after he, I, you love like his he, rig. He's too, uh, Stay out of the gym, man. Do you reckon that's what it is? He he's fucking big. huge. I he didn't realize big. how big he was, man. Yeah. He had these. I mean, these jerseys are tight as hell, but man, he's stacked. Mm. But yeah, they just looked out of place, man. Ash Taylor and um, and and um, and that kid Fogarty. And they Fogarty. need to, they need to get it a little bit sharper, man, because they need to create. They need to create stuff for uh, for Big Tino and David Fafita. Like he, David Fafita just can't get the ball one out, and just and just do your best. It's not under tens. He needs he needs someone putting him in holes because everyone can everyone's going to game plan for him and he's going to be on an edge. Big Tino can run everywhere, but they need to start forming combinations. Fodawaka needs to start forming combinations. You know Proctor. You know if if uh, you know one of, one of the middle guys like Jared Wallace and all that, they need to learn how to pass the ball and yeah. hit their hit their edge players. Like you can't have a superstar team, a superstar pack, and play as individuals. Mm. I don't care. You need to start forming combinations within the middle. And it might take a couple of weeks. It might take, you know, but what the fuck were they doing all preseason? Yeah, you would it's have hard, thought. But it's hard to impl- put into place at training and then in the game. Totally different. You just can't do it. You need a couple of weeks. You need a couple of weeks, especially for, the, for that, um, you know, all the timing and stuff laid off the back rolls, off the front rolls, and knowing how they play at game speed. Not at training. Training's easy. Game do you, speed. Do you reckon the Broncos play every single Friday night game this year? Oh, I hope so. I hope so. I love watching the Broncos oh, every how bad. Friday. I mean, I didn't mind watching them. I mean... I watched Five years ago when they were good. When they didn't get flogged every week. I think uh, Pengai Junior was good. It was good to see some of those guys come out and play some half. I was happy for Milford. You know, like yeah. just, he played some really good football and he nearly he, he nearly got him there. He's when he's on, he's on. He's a freak, and that's what that's why the people come out for Milford. They you know because they know how good he is. So that's why you see all these ex players and that and, and current players, whatever, coming out going. We want him to play better because the dude's a freak. When he hit the scene, he was like the second coming. He was Matty Bowen 2.0. Like, just ridiculous. Off both feet, kicking skills and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully he finds his feet and has a consistent year, just for himself as well. And then, you know, sign another massive deal. Consistency is something that the Penrith Panthers are not lacking at the moment. They've come out after, you know, making the grand final last year and they have they've looked pretty flash, to be honest, in their first game. I must, yeah. They looked... One of the sides. One thing that I noticed, oh, I know every team's tight and they go through pre-seasons. There's something about that Panthers side that I really like in that they genuinely all look like they're close. You Friends. know, you look at their mates. Like mm. Jerome Luai, his energy levels and the enthusiasm he brings, if someone does something good, he's a first player. Yeah. I love him now. I think, you know, Brian Toto and you've got about, I think about six or seven of those kids that come through the – come through the grades together and 
you know, even from like Harold Matz, I think there's about six of them. Like they all, they're just tight as hell and they've all come through the, all the system there and now they're at the top of their game and they're killing it. And as you said, like, it's not manufactured. It's not bullshit. This no, team, not. This team is out in Penrith. They hang out together. You can tell the guys they, they, it's not manufactured and told to hang out together. They just want to hang out with each other. And I've seen that uh, on the weekend. I saw it on the weekend and they were, they were, they were impressive. Fisher-Harris, Leota. Leota. And, um, and that's made room. I mean, I said... They might miss Tarmel. And it's just a different sort of body. I think they miss – he's a bigger body, but, like, Leota probably runs a little bit harder and hits harder. Yeah. And then it brings a young kid like Spencer Lienu off unreal. the bench. He's a fucking gun. He's so he was the one he, – he had to get pushed out last year because um, – Tedavano. Yeah, Ted, and then Tedavano, I think he – yeah, he, no, he, he pushed him out. Yeah, mm. that's right. Yeah, so he's one of their kids that he's going to be a freak. And I just I don't think they're going to lose much. No. They don't. And then they've got these young kids that are just belting through Jersey flag. They've got a great system out there, and they always have Penrith. Now they're just putting it together. And you know, Kickout was dominant. My God, he was just swatting people around. And I tell you, you know, what, like we're Crichton, at- Crichton was sharp, and like their wingers, and yeah, they look scary, man. They just look like a really good team. Cape, look- Capewell was freakish on that right edge. He yeah. was good. He's good. Cleary, you know, like he was under so much pressure. I think Finchie was saying it. Um, he just said, you know, like he was, he, he built that much pressure in the grand final, but he just didn't keep on doing it. On the weekend, he just stuck to it and stuck to it and stuck to it. Do you know and what then I liked they, about he broke him? It, he broke. He ran. He was he running. Ran the ball. He ran the ball, which is yeah. what we said last year. The the one missing part of his game mm. is is to run. And I he think ran. he broke his day, game down really good. I um, my young black just got picked in Mid East Primary Schools Rugby League, and he's about to find out about what yeah. juniors at Mid West. <laughs> Mid, Met West, whatever it's called, is it? I don't. Uh, I don't really give Met East much chance in the no. primary schools camp against Penrith, but they, they were good. The Bulldogs. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to bag the Bulldogs too early. Last year, they looked shit, but they hung on. You know what I mean? Like they this year, they didn't hang on. Like this mm. this first game, they've got a lot to prove. I think the Bulldogs probably not so much to the rest of the fans, but probably to themselves. You know, I was impressed with Flanagan. He played well. He got absolutely flogged, and he just loved it. I really love that about him. So if he can keep that sort of spirit up, a lot of the forwards will follow him. I think Hetherington and um, the other kid, the back row, seem to be on different pages. You know, they seem to be like making a lot of mistakes out of yardage. I think they made seven or eight mistakes coming out of yardage, which is just killers. Mm. It kills it. It just absolutely flattens the whole mood of the middle. Everyone's like, fuck, we just tackled for three or four sets of six. Now you can't get out of yardage. And, you know, like it just starts starts to rot. And then it can only last for so long. You're not a team like Melbourne or the Roosters and you haven't got that. You haven't got an unbelievable um, team there that can get you out. You've got to play pretty much perfect football to win every single weekend. So, you know, guys coming out of yardage and dropping balls and all that kind of stuff. I know it was wet, but you're pros. You know what I mean? Like it was wet for Newcastle as well. They weren't doing it, so I think I think they've got a few things to learn. But their middle needs to sharpen up, man. Because they I know where Penrith are coming, straight through your middle. Well, a team that got dominated through the middle last week was Manly. Manly were just—I mean, they were dog shit everywhere. But one thing I do want to mention: the Rabbitohs, the Storm came out and blew them off the park in the first half, no mm. question. Then the Rabbitohs came back in. Watching South fans turn on their team after losing to the defending premier, like <laughs> you know, with down in Melbourne, you they expect haven't, anything else. I'm like, what is wrong with you people? It was a good result. Like they played well, South. It mm. was their first game. 
Wait a bit. What about Uncle Wayne? He's ruthless. Josh Mansour <laughs> out. Jacob Host. See you later. I can. I could sort of. You know, I could see. Um, see how he dropped Host. Yeah, I didn't really see didn't Mansour play a diabolical game. You barely. You barely yeah. drop. You, and you rarely drop wingers. You yeah. know what I mean? They'd have to really like cost about five tries down your edge, and they have to make the worst decisions. He'd have to drop balls, and I didn't see that for Mansour. So I can go. Eh. He dropped a couple, but yeah, I just yeah. I mean, they've got some good wingers there. I honestly thought that he wasn't going to start the year. Yeah, in the seventeen, I just think uh, Wayne probably give him that one chance. If he didn't play outstanding in Wayne's eyes, he's done. Gone with Jackson. The, you know, the so young Jackson Paul, that young kid's a good player. I yeah. mean, Souths were pretty impressive considering they played against uh, Melbourne. The you know the the, the best premier, the premiers, side. the best defensive the side, yeah. and like Souths. You know, they made some mistakes. I think from the from the first set when big Sofa Solomona put a pretty good hit on him, drove him back through four metres, he gets that late offload straight through the middle. And then that made a 60-metre, 60-metre, like, first set. That's it's disheartening for yourself. And I found him on the back foot from there. Then Munster took over and all these sort of players. And then Cody Walker, Latrell played outstanding. I think they should be very pre- pleased with Latrell. That's his first game. Remember his first game last year? Yeah, yeah. You know, all the, the knives were coming out for him. Now everyone's praising him, which is great. Um, they were pretty sharp, man. Their middle, their, their middle's got some, you got some questions. You know, Totola and Burgess, you know, like Jai Arrow changed the game. Jai Arrow was great. And Benji changed the game. He did. He was good. Benji was outstanding because yeah. I'm not sure what that was happening with Cam Murray there. Cam Murray was just this little Mr. Uh, it's a little cog on a third or fourth tackle standing in the middle of the field, like shift, shift, like a two-pass shift to him, and then someone was running off him in the in the middle of the field, like a block play out the back. It was fucking so easy to read. Yeah. Then when Benji got on, the timing was it smooth. It was really smooth. It didn't look like it was just telegraphed and you could see it coming from a mile away because you could see it with Cam Murray. Cam Murray plays his best football when he's in the middle and he just plays football. Cam Murray needs to have better combinations with, with Totola and his middlemen. That's what, that's what his job should be, especially with, with Cook there, getting his middles on. If, 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 the, if the ruck is really tight and you're playing against a team like Melbourne who wants you to come through the middle, Cam Murray's job should be to get it B and C and get guys like Totola and Tom Burgess a little bit wider of the ruck. Mm. You, know, you know what I mean? Because he's great at that. Or the worst thing can happen, he dummies and he digs in by himself. And that's when he makes his damage to a great leg drive. So you can't just lead him, put him out there as the third, third receiver with a block play out out there. It was terrible. I seen it like three or four times, especially off their set starts. I was like, "What the fuck? You can see they're coming from a mile away." And um, yeah, then Benji come on, Jai Arrow come on and changed the whole um, momentum of the game. Arrow ran over 150 meters or something. Like that. He was a beast. Isn't it funny? They actually you could see Melbourne and Melbourne are, they're the best defensive system in the comp. They were hanging off Benji Marshall as soon as he came on. He's still got that fucking He's aura, got that about, aura him, about him. They just dropped back and they just gave him time and room. And you can't give like yeah, that. You can't because he'll just go more he'll and more to the line and he'll make a, a really good decision. Yeah. And he usually does. And I, I don't think I think the one person who's under pressure is Adam Reynolds. Yeah. If he couldn't kick kick goals or general play kick, he's under pressure. Yeah. You know, like he needs he needs to stand up. He was the one that wasn't playing that well. He didn't offer anything because, like, when when a good defensive team like Melbourne are all over your six, like Co- Cody Walker and that, the seven needs to go the other way. He needs to he needs to just have something where the defense is going to have a five five split instead of putting six four over that side and he's standing on the open side. You know what I mean? They're going to put that one extra defender because they know you're not going to fucking go. Mm. 
So good good defensive teams can sort him out. So he needs to really pick his game up. And good news for Tom Burgess, who thought he was going to get his arm amputated after the yeah. game and has a miraculous yeah. recovery. I'm glad, I'm glad when, you know, I mean, it sucks watching a, uh, a player get, get it stretched off, you know, like, and then at least he come good. I'm so happy. Excellent. Uh, so the Cowboys, who... But I'll be like, just say, if I ever got stretched off, I can't. I couldn't see myself play the next week. <laughs> I see some players. It just makes me love. I've never been stretched off, but I'm thinking if I fucking did, I'd have to be near dead. I'd want a six month break. Yeah, I'm out for the. I'm out for. <laughs> I would say to the coach, "Look, I'm fine, but you got to rule me out you for one week because I look like I was fucking dead." <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Died. I'm uh, pretty sure I almost died, Wayne. I could. I don't died. know with whatever you thought. I'll be sweet two weeks from now. Next week, do not play me, please. No. Yeah. Amputate. Can't. Amputate my arm. Stick it back on. Uh, it's just me. Is it hot in here? It's hot. Fucking hot. It's because of me. Jesus. Yeah. We've got body heat, Will. Yes. Sexy. Uh, speaking of sexy, Cowboys, Dragons. Isn't <laughs> great, that a sexy great, game? Great. That's a sexy Great game. segue, huh? I reckon... Sexy and Cowboys just goes with it, huh? Do you know what? That game... That is the game of the round if you like watching two shit teams play. Oh, do we have to watch that? No, it's my job don't. to actually watch rugby league. I think I might give that a skip. No. Actually, I watched the first ten or fifteen minutes because I want to see Town Lolo. He'll be on an edge. He'll be on an edge. Please don't put him on an edge, Big Rod. Come on, man. How long before some bloke that lives in Cogra comes up with a sign about Anthony Griffin and Oust, how he needs Oust. to be? No, our <laughs> We've got fail Mary. We've got all these ones. Oh, man. What are we going to do for Griffin? Cooking with Gaz was my favourite. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. This is going to be. Yeah, this would be. Griffin, this would be an awful game. Do you know what Griffin? Griffin has got some work to do because I don't know they they looked okay, Dragons, but I reckon that's as good as they could play. Yeah. Like I reckon the way they in played a, in awful like um, in shitty wet the weather was terrible. Were, inclement weather, the team wasn't that good. You know, McCulloch, Ben Hunt, no five eight. You know, the forwards in there. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't reckon they get better. I reckon that's the Dragons this year. Well, they've got Corey Norman coming back, I think. Yeah. And that's about it. That's it. That's the rest of their team. Yeah. I don't really care about this game. Uh, West Tigers versus the Roosters. And I tell you what, I am a little bit disappointed. Um, not so much because I hate when you get things right and I get them wrong. It's definitely got nothing to do with it. But the West Tigers... It's got everything to do with it. Nothing at all. <laughs> but the West Tigers, who I tipped to finish in the top eight and you said would be shit, mm. were shit. Yeah. I just... I, I said last week, their, their core is, is pretty poor. Mm. And they've got some really good players in that team, don't get me wrong. The Lay Lewis and um, Mo Zembai, you know, like good wingers and fullbacks and centers and all that kind of stuff and individual props, but they don't really play as a team. I'm not sure what it is. But um, they got there's something missing there, wasn't there? They look yeah. really flat. No one was really running on the ball. They looked like they've never know, haven't known each other for a whole preseason or hung mm. out with each other. It was just it was pretty it was pretty poor. And Canberra wasn't really on. Canberra was just Canberra. They, they tackle well, they run yeah. hard, and then the game just seemed to open up and then they, they end up running away with it. But the Tigers look they had ample opportunity to score some tries. Luciano you know, Leilua was good. He's been solid for he's the you know, for the last couple of years. Yeah. And BJ was good and you know, James Roberts was getting limited ball. But Canberra have that way of just suffocating you. In these, the way that they've been playing the last three or four years, so I didn't. I expected that from Canberra, but I expected a little bit different from the Tigers. Well, here's the thing. So BJ Lalua, um, he had a little brain snap again, which is you know that's the way he plays. 
Um, I didn't think it was a super bad brain what snap. What did he do? Oh, look, he, he went – there was – his brother – always went as his brother. Oh, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Well, and he went in brother. looking. Then Fox commentators had a crack at him. Yeah. And then he had a crack back on Twitter – and basically said, shut no, up. Good on so, him. And then they've had another crack Oh, they have a bit of a sook when you like, when you get up and if you have a go. I don't have any have problem a, yeah. with him coming no, back. I don't have a problem with BJ saying whatever he wants. No. If, you, if, you, if you're man enough to come out openly and have a crack at me on your social media forum or anything, expect it back. Mm. You know, that's the sort of person I am. And if you do that to me and if you do that to most of these players, expect it back. And don't get your feelings hurt. Yeah. Like, just fucking deal with it. You think you can have this guy's just cannon fodder, you can go out there and just slam all these players or whatever. But BJ's one of those dudes, he'll he'll front you in a club. You know what I mean? He's he's the sort of bloke that he'll do that. Like, yeah. he's he's not going to take the shit or he's going to get you back on social media. Mm. Doesn't I like care. It. I, I love Joey, mate. Yeah. Oh, because their little feelings got hurt. What did he say? Oh, he just said if it was, like... It, some about his brother, if that was him, he would have got suspended for four or five weeks. But yeah, the other he bloke, was the other bloke with got away Jesse Ramian's little shot on Duffy. Mm. He was saying basically if it was him, he would have been you know strung up, which is probably true. Who did he say it to? Uh, he was having a crack at Ennis, I think. Uh, did Ennis have a soup? Well, then I think Ben Eichen came back as well. I, I don't know. It was uh, come on, boys. You've been, you've been better than that, mate. You've been social, me- social, social media. Social media taking out of constant context, guys. Yeah, everyone takes me out of context all the time. <laughs> Uh, the Sharks... So what do we care about that game? Nothing, eh? The, look, the Roosters will just keep doing the Roosters until they get an injury. What do you reckon? Do you think that little Walker kid will play? I don't think this week, but I reckon He's the Suwali. I reckon all this talk about Suwali, and then they'll just bring him Still in under the Walker, radar. Yeah. They'll just bring Walker in. He's a good in. player, man. He's a true footballer. And with Friend being injured, and, and one thing Come I on. do hope is Jake Friend is okay. Like, it's, yeah. you know, you, you talk about these games as if they're... You know, players in this. And it's more than footy, friendy. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's probably at the back end of his career. He's played so many games and been such a great player for that club. And he's copping too many head knocks, man. And I hope the the club do the same thing that they've just done to Boyd Cordner and just say, let's just sit out for a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, if Verrill's, if Verrill starts at nine, then potentially they bring Walker on at 14 and give Lachlan Lamb, mm. you know, and then... So look, it, it could be set up for that. Yeah. But anyway. um, Verrill's looks like he'd play 80 minutes anyway. Easy. I'd sharks, be lucky to play Sharks three. and Raiders. Sharks. Uh, It'd be a good game. Sharks weren't awful. They, no, look, Sharks. So what, what do you think about that hit that ain't Ramian? Do you think it's well-deserved? That he got suspended? Yeah. I can see why they suspended him. I also think that you can't fully get aggression out of the game. And I also think that these things are split seconds. Like, yeah. if you go in... With yeah. a swinging arm, you like totally I don't know agree. what's he aiming at. Totally agree. Look at I his mean, eyes. He's, he's, Dufty's a small dude, and he and he slipped at the same time that his arm was cocked, and he was about to hit him, and he just hit him in the back of the head. It was no intent to try and hurt the back of his head. Let's not get that twisted. But you know, it's well deserved. I don't think it's, I don't think three weeks. I thought a week or two weeks, maybe max, mm. maybe a week. Just like you know what, just you know, be a bit more careful. Just maybe a, I don't know, just anything but three weeks. Three weeks is steep, man. It's pretty. That's pretty steep. You know what's disappointing, Will? When you're sitting in a studio and then you're talking and you think you're killing it. And Did he fucking yawn? Someone yawns. It's fair. I heard to, that. It's disappointing. Yeah. You know what I mean? We can't work under these conditions. No. Uh, I think the Raiders are probably, I don't know, I, I still like them to go top two. Um, I, I think that Ryan James and what he has done, that's – a really good story. You know, he, he had two years off. Ryan James was an Origin player. You know, he was 18th man at Origin. And for it's him to, to come in, 
and and come back. If that he didn't was even get past a little bit anywhere near that level. I mean, he's had two recos. He should have a make should make a full recovery. But you see, he's still a little bit sheepish on that. He's not fully. Um, no, he's not yet. fully right. You know, I could see that when that bloke scored the try in the first half, he was he was late to get there and shut the gate, and then he ended up scoring that really good try. You know, it was good leg drive, which is which will give him so much confidence. Confidence, you know what I mean? Like, just especially try coming off just a lazy little, little inside, little. It just turned him under, and then, um, he, you know, his leg drive took him over. In a further display that the producer is a cock wobble, we're not, uh, we're not actually going to do our tips now. So that makes sense. So what we're going to do is we're going to go and we're going to give Willie's Big Boys award, which I don't know if we really went through it last year, last week, but. Essentially, the Willie's Big Boys Award. That was different. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> it was cool, wasn't it? A <laughs> little bit of. Uh, you yeah. didn't know what was happening. Now. I actually, I actually know what's going on. I don't. Yeah, I'm trying to I tap you and give you a heads up. You're yeah, like, <laughs> no, that was that was different. So that was anyway, real. that's that's the big boys. So the big boys award. Basically, what you are going to do is you are going to give a three, two, one vote for the big blokes. Yeah. and how they played on the weekend at the end of the season. We were talking about this before the show. This I was listening. Yeah. And we're going to come out in the next couple of weeks with an enormous array of prizes for these blokes. Um, so whoever wins this at the end of the year uh, is going to get a heap of stuff, yeah. which is great. So, yeah. William, do you want to explain who you've picked and why? Um, it's actually it's pretty hard to just go through because there's so many big blokes. It's hard to pick. My three, my three points go to Paulo, so I'll explain why. I think Paulo, and he'd come up against the Brisbane Broncos, which had Tavita Pangai Jr. and Lodge and a fairly big pack. I'm not going to go with guys who just say I left Daniel Saifidi out because I thought the Bulldogs pack was just not as good. Yeah. You know, so all these other guys who played some really – and Clemmer and all these guys, they played some really good games, but their competition wasn't, you know, as as fixed as these other guys. So Paulo made 140 metres, 33 tackles, five offloads and one try, 60-plus minutes in the middle. Aiden Fanua Blake's got two 200 plus meters against the Titans, who's got Fasul Malawi, uh, Fafita on an edge. Wallace. You know, you got Wallace, you got Fodawake, you got Origin players there. You know what I mean? They, and they got a big pack, you know, and their, their bench is big. And so I thought he was outstanding. 22 tackles, four offloads. Uh, James Fisher Harris, who was just an absolute beast. You know, and these guys are playing sixty to seventy plus minutes in the middle, and the game has sped up so much in the middle. I just feel so sorry for these guys. James Hughes Harris, two twenty meters, thirty tackles, 97 percent efficiency on the tackles. You know what I mean against North Queensland, who's got Talmalolo, McLean. You know, Origin players, Test players. I'm not sure. I don't care if they're not up the top. Their pack still packs a punch. Do you know what I mean? They've got some big boys and Cohen Hess and all these sort of guys and big bodies, and to run that many meters. Is outstanding, and Fanua Blake as well, and Paulo the way what he did against you know against the Broncos and scored that late try, and Fanua Blake against that pack. So that's why I'm picking. I'm picking on you know the competition that you're playing. I don't care if you slay a team that's got a, a weak pack in my eyes. You know what I mean? Like you got to you got to do it against a decent team. So that's my three two one for this week. That's good. And what we'll do is we'll keep a tally of that, and then let's be honest, the prizes are probably going to revolve. The prizes around. will be awesome. 
Food and piss, won't yeah. they? It'll, it'll be a lot of good, good food and piss for the yeah. big boys. And maybe a night out with Will. Yeah, we'll fly up at the end of the year. Um, unless you're in Sydney, in which case we'll fly I'll somewhere just, I'll else. I'll be we'll rocking go. up at your house. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'll fly to you. I'll fly to you. I don't care where you are. In a helicopter. Yeah. Producer, we'll organise a helicopter. We want a helicopter yeah. and we want all sorts of things. Or we're not working A lot anymore. of things. Heaps of stuff. Uh, all right, that was good. Hey, it's Neil from The Green Room here, and if you like this podcast, then maybe you'd like other handshake agency shows like, I don't know, don't want to brag, but maybe The Green Room Podcast. I'd say swipe up, but you're listening to this, obviously, so maybe when you're done with this episode, just swipe back to thepodcast.com.au and hit The Green Room tab. I'm sorry, there's no easy way to word that, but the show is much easier to listen to this than the instructions I'm giving right now, I promise. So um, thanks for your time. Now, we are moving on, William. Yeah, so... so- Betting site, as we have said before, bettingsite.com.au, who – do you know what I really like about betting site is that – What is it, Ian? You don't just lock yourself into one set of odds. You can get the okay. best odds across whoever, and they do all the work for you. Normally, as you know, I've got a massive problem, and so So I, how would you normally bet each week? You've got your own little um, – Yeah, I've got, I've got uh, my own little sort of betting – Sites yeah, yeah. that I bet on, and then I check what I can get the best odds. Or this mob do it for me. I don't have to worry about oh, it. Oh, that's the difference. Isn't they it? just get me the best price, and I don't have to do anything. I'm lazy. And you're ultimately. we're genuinely having a conversation. It's not like you're trying to plug this place. No, I'm not. This is, neither am I. I'm no. just like it's just I'd never heard of it, and now you know it's it's great. It's such a good idea because anything that saves me time. So this will take. So just say if you were a punter. Would you go to something like this betting site? We should. So they can so they can get all the best odds. Yeah, so best I, have odds. No, I have no idea how to punt. Obviously, no, clearly. Have a look at my track record last year. It was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah, anyway. I've actually I've taken a dollar one that you won't get a bet up all year. Good. So our new man on the ground is Harry. Now Harry, uh, what Harry's job is is Harry's going to go through bettingsite.com.au. He is going to find us the best odds for our tips. Um, which, looking at you, you haven't really changed the old "if it ain't broke, don't fix it" of just bet on five billion things, mm-hmm. which is good. Uh, but I obviously, I've gone conservative to start with. So oh, let's true. welcome to the show, Harry. How are you, pal? Guys, great to be here. Couldn't be happier to be on board. Well, well that's, that's a nice, a nice shirt. shirt. Well, I like that well, shirt. I've got, to, I've got to, you know, I've got to look the part at least. You know, I'm going to get your tips. Yeah, yeah, well, well I, I'll, go I'll go first. first. I will go, go first, first, and I have gone a nice, easy one, a nice, easy little segue, segue into, into the betting for this, for this year. year. So, so I am I taking Storm head-to-head head head in a South head-to-head head 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 into the Panthers 13+. Plus. I've, I've actually gone something similar to you there. So I've actually taken Penrith, the Roosters, and South Sydney to all win by a 13 or more with Xavier Coates and Alex Johnson to score at any time. Yeah, just getting those extra few try scorers in there. Tallied it up, Sportsbet can give you a price. Uh, if you get that boosted, you can get $21.67 for that, for that five-leg combo. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because there are a few short pies, 13 plus favourites this week. Um, Super Saturday, it does look a little bit lopsided and sometimes it is a little fun to uh, get a little bit wacky. I'm sure 
Willie knows all about the uh, long-legged uh, multis and going broke. But this one, well in play, I reckon. Look, I, I'm a rugby league tragic. Newcastle Knights die hard, unfortunately. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it's been a long 20 years. Um, <laughs> when Willie was there, we got close. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Um, dabble in a little bit of horse racing. But, yeah, I'm, I'm a rugby league tragic, just through and through. Eat, live, breathe it. What are you back in this, this year, year Harry? Harry? I really like – I like Souths and Canberra are the two teams um, that I like the most for the premiership. Um, I I think the Roosters will go deep, but I don't think the Roosters just quite have have enough in the halves. Yeah. They, they've just got – to win the comp, they've just – I mean, they've got Kiri who's great, but they've just got too much of a headache around who that – who that second dominant playmaker yeah. And if they have, they trouble, have trouble with, with Friend and they don't know yeah, if Lamb's going to be in the side, side or they've got Walker, Kiri, they can fuck them around for a little bit. So they can get well, that sorted in these first five weeks. I'll be all right. How, like, you're trusting an 18 year old in big spots lately. Yeah, yeah. Kiri's best role is as the is as the second string playmaker where he plays down that down the short sides really well and cuts you apart there. Yeah. But yeah. First banana's not really ever been his sort of bread and butter. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think the Roosters just on talent across the park will probably make a prelim final, but I don't think they just have enough to to get over the line. One of, One the, of the hardest things, hardest things that you're going to have to do this year, Harry, is actually get Willie's bets on with one of these bookmakers because they they range between five legs to six hundred legs. One's not too bad this year. This one's actually a good week. This was a good one, Harry. Uh, Storm, uh, Storm 13, 13 plus, plus into the Warriors, into the Warriors just, to just to win, into Rabbits, Rabbits 13, 13 plus, plus, and the Roosters 13 plus, plus and Tom Opechik, uh, anytime uh, try scorer. That's not bad. Winnable. Winnable. I don't think it's bad. You've you've really bitten off a lot there going with Tom Opechik. Yes. yes. Um, I just think, I think he's dangerous, he's dangerous down, down. If I look at Melbourne's weakness, I look at Remus Smith and George Jennings only because they're new to that team. And they have, different, they have a different, different relationship. Different agreeably there, which is why I actually thought that, um, yeah, that that side of the field for Parramatta, if they're going to get any joy tomorrow, really night, nice. um, I, I think that's where it comes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, so with, with Opechek, yeah, what, what do we get, get on, on that? that? Oh, what are we wanting? Are we wanting a first first try scorer, anytime try scorer, anytime try scorer, anytime try scorer? So. Looking at the markets now, Sportsbet can give you, uh, let's look at it here, anytime try scorer. Tom Opechik comes in at about $4.33 um, on Sportsbet, which not not too bad a value. Um, hasn't been a renowned try scoring centre, but in Willie's, uh, in Willie's multi, that, that certainly puts the odds. That pushes that the value. pushes the value. Yeah, as well. Um, in that game, Blake Ferguson... Well, yeah, he had that try scoring drought last year, and he and he sort of came back to life. Um, I'd probably wait another week to to see if uh, the try scoring's back for real, and see if it wasn't just yeah. a just a quick little shower of rain in the middle of the drought. So, yeah, it's um, good. Fergie's Berg, a, 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 a confidence, confidence player. That's all he needs. He needs a little bit of confidence. confidence. He was down, down last year, and, and uh, you could see in his game, game. You know, he's a few injuries as well. So, I think this year be all right. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. He's in a contract year. He's he's about 30, 31 now. So yeah. he's um, probably looking for that last deal. I'm not sure it's going to be with Parramatta. They've got to pay Mike Acevo a lot of money. 
Um, so he's probably putting himself out there yeah. to a lot of other NRL clubs at the moment, and they could certainly do worse than than taking a look at Blake Ferguson. Mate, Mate last thing, the producer, the producer who you don't, you know, don't know, but it's but probably it's best probably you best don't you know because he is a total, total flag, flag blanket. blanket. I, I will tell you what, tell he, you has what he has backed. backed. He's backed, he's backed. No, number, no, number 13 in the slipper, slipper, four moves, four moves ahead. ahead. Uh, uh, I, don't really I don't really care. I hope he I loses because I don't care for him. Well... You know what? I, I think I think he's a fair chance of getting up in the slipper. Four, oh, four moves ahead, she she is the uh, the two year old mare. So she won the Sweet Embrace Stakes as the two dollar seventy favourite on a soft seven. Now the next two days in Sydney, it's meant to buck it down. So it could be ideal conditions for four moves ahead. Ned's currently has it at six dollars, but you can get the um, the price boost at Ned's, which can get it up to about seven dollars fifty. Provided you use the code get on Ned's five hundred, I believe. So Ned's might be the place where you can get a little bit of value about more, more four moves ahead. Natural Will is the jockey on that one. Oh, good stuff. Oh, good stuff. No, yeah, I, I think it's a, I think it's a red hot chance. It's two I only only had the two races, two and oh, trialed well in the wet, one won its last start in the wet. So it's um yeah, it's as good a chance as any. Well, mate, well, mate thank you very much. We'll be joining you week in, week out from now on. We really appreciate the support you're giving us. We're looking forward to a long association with you and making sure that I don't actually have to think about anything. You can just do it. And, uh, mate, we'll speak to you next week. Thanks again. Not a problem. One just one last quick tip. We we backed Hungry Heart uh, last week uh, in, the, uh, in the Rose Hill Stakes. Flew home over the last 200 metres to get a return of $190 for us. She's racing in the Doncaster Mile next month. Um, she's the progeny of Frankel, who's the British champion. Yeah, 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 yeah. She is absolutely one to watch, the young filly. Great stuff. So we're already 190 up, thanks to you, Harry. You're already in front, pal. Ah, we're on. Ah, we're on. Yeah. All right, mate. All right, we'll, we'll speak to you next week. Really appreciate all your support, mate. Thanks, Harry. Problem at all. Take care, guys. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. So, I'll tell you what, we'll the just, connection on these headphones were awful then. I couldn't hear a word. Yeah, I know. I, uh, Are they echoing again? I no? just want to remind everybody as well uh, that if you are going to have a punt, and we do suggest that you do because these are guaranteed, but we would like especially everyone mine, especially mine. to gamble responsibly. Mm. We would. And also... One thing that I would like to say I, that that sound was a bit it was average. Terrible! I couldn't hear sure. any, I couldn't hear anything Harry said. I'm not sure if um if it's come through as not that or not. But anyway, I can hope not. Uh, they've got a little slogan though: "Bet right at betting site," and I like it. I'm going to say that every week. <laughs> Bet, Bet right, right at, at betting, betting site. site. All right, we're going to do our tips now. I don't know oh, why okay. we're doing our tips now, but we're doing our tips now. All right, I'll give you mine, guys. Go on. Uh, Storm, Warriors, Titans, Panthers, Rabbitohs, Cowboys, Roosters, and Raiders. All right. I'm going Storm, Knights, Titans, Panthers, Rabbitohs, Cowboys, Roosters, and Raiders. What have we got the same apart from um, oh, the Knights? I thought you chose the Cowboys. I mean, no, the uh, St. George. No, I changed it. Oh, you pussy. I changed it. And you know what? I'd like every single person in Newcastle 
to realise that Will has picked the Warriors against his home city, against the side that he represented with such distinction for three years. <laughs> and Don't take uh, it personal, guys. He's Don't pick, take it personal. He's picked a side that... <laughs> and I picked the Panthers as well. Head off. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, we've also got Harry's tips on that. Uh, he's gone the same as me. Harry's a genius. Look at him. And the uh, producer no one cares about. All right. All right. So, what? The producer's actually leading. He got he's fucking not. eight from eight. He, he got eight from eight. Did Let's anyone tip the, cap, tip the cap when you have to? No, because no I, one saw I, his I tips saw beforehand. It. I saw it. Did you see them before? I swear I saw it. He, he, he messaged me and I went, fuck yourself. What? Hang on. Do you message? Well, he's going to message each other. He's got a I'm good not. system. He's got a good system. He goes in between how we're feeling. He knows that I, I use my emotions too much and I'll pick like that sporadically and you actually think about shit and he goes in between and he fucking wins Has so he's got the best system the issue here is you and him talking without me involved on it yeah, we, yeah. yeah it's not How all group messages on? mate <laughs> <laughs> all right well one thing that we need to discuss is what's that we're going last week we did a headline the willie mason headline and they've gone into the uh the archives again. Yeah. I quite like this one, to be it's honest. It's not too bad. So the headline. I try and forget about the headlines that I've been in and just try and look forward. And it just keeps getting bought up every fucking week from now on, all this old shit. So, so what we're talking about is when Corbin Sims, he grabbed you on the knob. So basically what happened is you, you went to play the ball and then he's grabbed you on the yeah. genitals. Mm-hmm. Um. Was there much of a stink about it? I don't remember. Like, I don't remember there being... Did you have to give interviews? They tried to. I just watered it straight down. Yeah. If I, yeah, I think they wanted to build something on it. And I think it just become a meme, pretty much. I mean, Corbin was a young kid at Newcastle. I was in my, you know, early 30s, 32, 3 and 4. When I was at Newcastle, he was a young kid coming through the system. And he just fit right in. He had this old school sort of mentality. You could joke around with him, Not even though I'm like 12 years older than the kid. Yeah, we just had this little still got a good relationship now. And I had three years with him and he was he's just he's a funny dude, man. He's just all the Sims boys are. Mm. They're great, great people, and you can just get along with them no matter even though I haven't, I haven't met Tarek that much and I haven't met um Ashton that much, but I feel like I know them all. It's yeah. just like, it's just that, that sort of vibe about them. And we used to do that at <laughs> it's weird at training, just muck around. It's you're playing footy, you just don't you you've been in dressing rooms before and yeah. stuff like that. It's just you don't think about it. It wasn't when I, when I look at it now. It's like yeah, it's a little bit weird. But I never thought it was weird that you know back then. And it was weird because it was a break break in the play. And and he's looking at me going, oh baby, he's saying that, he's saying that <laughs> whilst doing it. And I just kept a straight face you the whole time. React. I didn't react because no. I knew if I react, if I knew I knew if I had have reacted, it would have been a bigger deal. Yeah. So if I did re- react and slap his hand away, I knew the media would be like. I was 35 at the time, so I've been through the ringer a couple of times. So I knew, I know how they build up and make fucking man, what is it? Mount, holes, mountains, mountains out of, out of holes. fucking whatever it is. That's what they would have done. I went, all right, I just not, I can't react to you. So he's he's grabbing me on the going, baby, 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 and I'm fucking <laughs> just got this. I was like, it was a break in the plane. I was like, what is he doing? And then I just played the ball and I just had to shut it down. I said, look, I thought it was pretty funny, and I just, I because when the camera went away. I, you can see me, I just hug him and stuff, and then we just, you know, we have a good laugh. So, yeah, it was just stuff that we used to do at training. And when I say doing it at training, it's just like, you know, just hit people in the nuts. It's like men do it all the time. 
It's still, yeah. it's childish. I know, I get it. It's childish, but like we're dudes. We're, in a, we're playing in a footy team, you know. Like you, it's just the way. It's just the way it is, man. It's just. It's nothing. I never thought it was anything different than that. It was described as a harmless gesture between two mates, and I tend yeah, to agree. It was nothing more, nothing less. After this show, I'm actually going to cut your genitals. <laughs> That's how we roll at the end of this. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, all right. So that's it, actually. Yeah. That's it. So what I would like to do, I, and this is obviously through no – it's the producer's fault, but when we went across to Harry, we probably didn't get – we didn't. I wanted to talk to Harry a bit more. We had some problems with the sound. Next week we'll have a proper chat to that Harry. That killed we, me. That whole interview killed me because I couldn't fucking hear. We cannot – Thank bettingsite.com.au. Bet right at betting site. That's good. I like yeah. that. We're going to do that. Great slogan. I'm going to say it every week. And they are, but they've been extremely generous with us with their time. And, and, and you know, they genuinely believe in what we're doing. And we're, we're really looking forward to quite a long partnership with them because, you know, I like the concept and I like the fact that they're all good blokes and, and they've been, you know, very welcoming to us. And we're very lucky to have them on board. So, um, Harry, mate, I'm sorry that it wasn't the best start, but we'll get there once a producer works out how to do his job. Yeah. At some point. Right. See you next week. All right, William. And also rate, review, subscribe. Uh, make sure you get on the things. We had a couple of people that did a review um, on last week. So that, thank you very much to those folks. One was in Great com- Britain. We do have a computer in front of us so we can actually look at your questions. So start... We'll start interacting with you people at home. It's actually side on the computer. It's side on. I know that I now, but I'm just it. saying, Drew, when, just before the interview, it was in front of us and we yeah. were able to see some things. So don't, was, think, don't think I'm not interacting, all right? There was a bloke from the from the Great Britain, from the South Africa and such as. There was a bloke from Great Britain who did a review. He asked a question. I can't remember what the question was, but we will look at it and we will get back to you. And next we're going to do we're going to do a game on uh, a game every week, huh? Yeah, we're going to do a Twitter thing. We're going to do a Twitter so we can interact with you more and just give you our beautiful insight. We'll pick one game this week. Probably going to be the Friday night game. I just sounded fifty years old. What, is it, what are we going to do? Broncos and Titans. So I think it's going to be. There a good we game. go. We're going to do it on the Twitter. On the Twitter. On the Twitter. On the, on the social media Twitter. <laughs> All right, thank you everyone for tuning in and we will see you next week with a new producer. See you guys. I'll be following Willie Moore and Moore. That's back the- in the NRL as Willie Mason. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you. You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network. 